0: Welcome to Good Faith Reads. I'm Johnny Pierce, Executive Editor and Publisher with Good Faith Media. Today's focus is on the inspiring personal story of Dr. Phyllis Miller. And as our guests are both the subject of this book and the storyteller. Dr. Miller and OBGYN and author Linnell Mason join us from their homes overlooking the beautiful city of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Welcome to you both.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Nurturing
0: Faith is a book imprint of Good Faith Media and Linnell is our most prolific author. At another time, we'll look at other books she has written, but today we are talking about Climbing Mountains, Dr. Phyllis Miller's Onward, Upward Journey. Not only do these two women share a friendship, but they share some common early life experiences. Both lost parents at a young age, lived without many conveniences and comforts of life, and overcame many obstacles. Phyllis grew up in the hills of East Tennessee and Linnell near the swampland of Southeast Georgia. Yet they both persevered and fulfilled their dreams that others considered impossible. Linnell, how did Dr. Miller's story get your attention, and why did you want to share it in
2: this way? Well, the only thing I knew about Dr. Miller at first was that she had been the attending doctor for a dear friend of mine, and my friend gave her just um, the highest accolades. Then I joined the uh, waters class at First Baptist Church, and Phyllis Miller was a member of that group, and I still didn't know a whole lot about her. One thing I knew that pleased me very much was every book I had written, she bought, and um, she always had very nice comments to make about my my books, and that was a plus in getting to know her. Then one day, she decided that she was going to invite the Waters class to uh, her cabin in Polk County, and so uh, we all were excited over that. That was well over three years ago. And after we had eaten and were messing around and we met in little groups, and I was in a, a little group with her, and always on the lookout for a good story or something about children, I quickly seized the opportunity to to ask her about, has she ever considered writing a book for children or her sharing her story and um, she conveyed to me very honestly that that wasn't her area of expertise but she was very interested in it and it just kind of started rolling at that point. We got to uh, know each other. Uh, First thing which is kind of humorous to me at least is that uh, I um, posed a bunch of questions to her after we agreed that we would explore you know possibilities of a of a story or a book or or whatever it may lead to but anyway when it came to my what I thought was expert questions that i I posed to her on on the internet about her childhood Phyllis's uh, as we've come to call it her favorite remark at that point was I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, what have I got into, <laughs> you know, but um, let me quickly say that when it came to uh, the part of the book from the, especially from the death of her mother and father and on out, she, she remembered down to the minutest uh, moment when it happened and everything about it, so I kind of had a a fun and full of tension moment with uh, uh, the uh, first three or four chapters of the book, but it evolved real well, and I'm very pleased with it.
0: Linnell's own life story, Tarnished Halos, Open Hearts, was published as one of the very first books by Nurturing Faith and Her writings that have followed that we have published have been written uh, as young adult books rooted in in history. You chose that style for this book as well. Why?
2: Because it has worked so well. And uh, I just felt like it was uh, an opportunity to to share not only with uh, youth, but with adults as well because most people know Phyllis as an outstanding doctor in the really greater um, Tennessee, in all of Tennessee. But uh, they don't know this story of her humble beginnings and, and the factors that shaped her life. And that just fascinated me.
0: Dr. Miller, this uh, is a rather revealing honest uh, telling of, of your life. Uh, how did recalling your life story put you in touch with your past in a new way? I mean, was it therapeutic? Was it gratifying?
1: Was it revealing even to you? Well, it was actually all of those. A lot of stories I had memories, of, but not, they were fuzzy. So having to talk and reveal them to Linnell brought some things in focus, some good and some bad. You know, there's some sad things I just soon not have to deal with again, but a lot of good memories. And in doing it, also connected with some of my childhood friends that I had had no contact in a while. And Linnell, I'm not the only one. Usually what I got when I asked them about something was, I don't remember. And uh, one story in particular that Linnell just about had to give up on, uh, one of my favorite stories was my fourth grade teacher, who uh, just was really fabulous. And we did not have TV in the school. And I remember her taking us over to her house to watch TV one day because something historical was about to happen. And I had had it burned in my brain my entire life that it was when Neil Armstrong went up into space. And what made such a good story is Mrs. Crouch's son eventually became an astronaut himself. So maybe I just kind of made it up to fit, but Linnell fact-checked it. She said, fellas, that didn't happen at the time you said it did. I was in fourth grade. So I checked with a couple of my friends. One of them said, I remember us going to her house for something important, but I don't have any idea what it was. And another one said, I think it was when John Kennedy was assassinated. I said, no, no, that was when we were in high school. So anyway, but Linnell was able to include a bit, but not that kind of detail because it wasn't accurate. So I was able to, with the help of some childhood friends, recall some things that I had kind of forgotten about. But it's been, you know, it's been been fun, but it's also been reliving some things that weren't so pleasant. And Linnell just dug. She got some things out of me that I would not normally have told anybody because I'm a pretty private person. And some things I just say, I'm not telling you that, Linnell. This is not going to be an X-rated book. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But she got a lot out of me that normally I would not have revealed. Well, way to
0: go, Linnell. I'm glad you can pull that kind of stuff out of your subject. And I know one thing that uh, even when uh, Linnell is writing historical fiction, I know that the historical context is going to be very accurate. She really does her homework on that. Also wanted to note that uh, 10 years ago, I had a great opportunity to serve as the interim pastor at the First Baptist Church of Chattanooga, Tennessee, and I can testify that many good things and many good people come out of the water Sunday school class there. So I'm glad to know that that's where we trace back the beginning of this fine book. Linell, what is the main message or messages in climbing mountains that you wanted to convey to readers?
2: Okay, I've come up with four or five, if you just bear with me, but I would have to say the main message is to encourage people to embrace your past, learn from it, claim it, and share it. And then on a little lighter side, perhaps, especially in the early uh, developing years of our life, smiles and soft words are superior to angry tirades. You know, that could go with any message to any group of people at any time especially, I think, in our day and time. Don't ever give up your dreams, dreams of becoming, even if it seems utterly impossible for it to to happen. Uh, like you said, in Tarnished Halos, I remember a little uh, little girl who conveyed to a, a favorite aunt, I want to be a teacher. And I added to that, I, and I also want to be a Sunday school teacher. So... And those two threads have uh, followed me throughout my life. Then another major truth that Phyllis so oftentimes expresses is uh, if life gives you too many lemons, turn it into lemonade. And then finally, values such as family love, a healthy working ethic, Taking advantage of educational opportunities and caring for others. These are values that are priceless and they are always in vogue. Thank you, Lindell.
0: That's very well said. We'll be right back in 15 seconds with more of Good Faith Reads. An important note to all of our listeners. We at Good Faith Media are always accepting book proposals. Our authors engage with an experienced team of editors, designers, and marketers to produce and sell books on a variety of topics. If you have a book proposal or know of an author seeking publication, I invite you to head on over to goodfaithmedia.org forward slash bookstore for more information. That's goodfaithmedia.org forward slash bookstore. Dr. Miller, you came from these simple roots and you faced so many obstacles to achieving your goal of being a physician. Uh, What kept you going and who did you look to for guidance and inspiration?
1: Okay, I think early on, well, through my whole life, it's been my teachers in um, early um, up through high school and college uh, and family and friends who Um, Some thought it was a pretty crazy idea, but yet they supported me. And I was a good student, so they supported me um, doing the best I could and uh, opening doors for me, showing me what I could have. And then later on, as I got into my professional life, I was at a time when there wasn't very many women doctors. And I never had any goal except to become a doctor, take care of patients. That was my dream. But the other things I've done have really been because of other people, my professional colleagues, my mentors saying, hey, fellas, we think you should do this, run for president Medical Society. And I thought, really? I don't think so. But with their, their encouragement, I did branch off into things other than just my focused goal of being a doctor and taking care of patients. And I'm so glad I did. It's been so meaningful.
0: Lynell, what have you heard from those who have read this book?
2: A lot of my friends here at the just give me give me a thumbs up or, or stops and says it was so very very interesting. One of my friends uh, says that don't start reading climbing mountains unless you've got plenty of time. When I started, I couldn't stop until i read the entire book. Others uh, words like excellent, engaging, funny and sad at the same time, a tremendous offering. People like uh, Max Boehner, one of the most outstanding uh, uh, lawyers in the Southeast, not alone to say a member of the orders class also, bought uh, a total of four of the books. He not only wanted one for himself, but for his daughters and, and for the for his secretary. So uh, a lot of people that were had Doctor Miller Miller's doctor attending to them, either in operations or or perhaps just visiting. They uh, also praise her highly and have bought several books. One lady didn't said, "I don't think I'm going to buy a book." I said, "Okay, that's all right." And then later she came back and bought one. And then um, about a couple of more days, she came back and bought, a, bought another when She thought of somebody else she wanted to, get, to share one with.
0: Well, that's great. Linnell lives in a retirement community where I think most of the people found it's easier to buy the book uh, than to hear other people talk about the book and then go back and try to buy it later. So I'm glad you're in a great place to sell your books as well as the, the ones that we're able to sell online and, and elsewhere. Dr. Miller, you've been a trailblazer for women, especially women in medicine in Tennessee, and you've taken on uh, the role not only as a groundbreaker, but also as a mentor to, to other women physicians. How have those roles been meaningful to you?
1: Well, like I said, I didn't start out with the intent of getting into these activities, but it happened. And and what I say so often, there I mean, we women had barriers, but some of my uh, most encouraging and best mentors were my male colleagues and mentors who were so encouraging to me and encouraged me to get into medicine and leadership positions in the medical society, the state medical society, and. And many others, I started at the ground level with serving on committees in my department of OBGYN at the hospital and then building up from there. And I I was kinda of at the right place at the right time. There weren't many women in medicine and we were just sort of a fascinoma, I guess. Some of the guys said, hey, we all just kind of nurture her along. And now women have so many more opportunities. And I enjoy talking to the next generation of physicians. I do some lecturing to our residents. They're kind of fascinated, I think, and like to hear stories from the past. And I had an interesting experience yesterday of uh, seeing a physician myself that I'd been referred to for a little issue. And she was, you know, I said, you remind me of myself 30 years ago, 40 years ago. And, you know, it's like, The next generation is replacing us, but it's uh, fun having contact with them and seeing that they do enjoy stories from the past and maybe I teach them a little along the way too. So that's fun.
0: Good. Dr. Miller is indeed a trailblazer. She's the first woman to lead the Chattanooga Hamilton County Medical Society and the Tennessee Medical Association and the first woman to serve as chief of staff at Chattanooga's Erlanger Medical Center. She received the Distinguished Alumni Award from the University of Tennessee College of Medicine, and she created the Polk County, Tennessee Educational Fund to provide scholarship to those back home where she was raised. Dr. Miller, you want to say a little more about your scholarship fund?
1: Yes, love to talk about it. Uh, This is something, uh, and in the book, uh, we talk about how my brother had wanted to build me a cabin on our property. He had had the good sense to hold on to it through the years. I would have sold it for a nickel. I didn't didn't even return to the place for probably 15 years. But anyway, and so during that time, we had a lot of time just to sit around and talk and reconnect. Our lives had kind of taken different paths, and we saw each other at holidays, and that's kind of it. So as we talked, I said, you know, we really all think about doing something in memory of our parents because they never got to see that we turned out to be good citizens and all that. And we said, you know, there's lot, probably lots of people in Polk County would like to do the same. So I began talking to people. Carolyn Gary in our waters class again came from the same area. Others, uh, some I knew, some I didn't, and found that there was an eagerness to do this. So we got a group together and with a lot of hard work and perseverance. We uh, developed a 501c3 scholarship foundation that's just been thriving and we award a number of scholarships each year and the students are so happy and so appreciative and many 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 have gotten undergraduate degrees several have gotten master's and even one phd so we're just very proud of that program it's been very rewarding and it's allowed me to connect back with some folks that i would lost contact with
0: Excellent. What a great way to enable the next generation to meet their dreams and goals as well. Sharing personal stories is about more than telling what someone has done. Readers tend to find themselves in the lives of others or they find inspiration in someone else's journey that they can apply to their own. So thank you too for joining us for this episode of Good Faith Reads. It's been delightful to spend time with both of you. And I remind our listeners that you may order the inspiring book, Climbing Mountains, Dr. Phyllis Miller's Onward, Upward Journey from our online bookstore at goodfaithmedia.org slash bookstore. There you will also find many other excellent books, including those by author Linnell Mason. And remember at goodfaithmedia.org There's always more to tell.